Hey everybody, Zach here. I wanna tell you a quick story about something that happened last week. So I was browsing the internet looking for some adjustable dumbbells to sort of like up my workout from home game. And uh, I was poring over the customer reviews of several different products and found myself at the end of the day leaning towards Bowflex. I even went so far as to place the pair of dumbbells in my shopping cart, but I just couldn't actually pull the trigger on my purchase. Um, I've become increasingly skeptical of product reviews over the last couple of years. Uh, So many of them, in case you don't know, are actually fake or paid reviews. So I ended up sending a text message to some buddies to get their thoughts. After about a day's worth of back and forth texts from folks who had actually used the product, I was finally convinced that Bowflex was the brand that I wanted to go with and I clicked that buy now button. And really this is this silly story is a testament to the power of peer-to-peer marketing, which happens to be the bread and butter of this week's sponsor. Meet Unibuddy, a student engagement platform that helps higher education recruitment, marketing, and admissions professionals attract, engage, and convert prospective students. Unibuddy helps students make one of the most important purchasing decisions of their life, where to go to college. One of the ways that they do this is by giving prospects real-time access to real people at your university. Here's how it works. So you've got a prospective student named Sam, okay? And he is Googling one day and he stumbles upon your school's business major website page. And he starts poking around and, and reading a little bit more about the program offering. After a few seconds, a warm but inviting pop-up form invites Sam to chat with a student ambassador named Dan, who, you guessed it, is currently studying business at your university. After some quick niceties, Sam admits that he's been looking at your school for some time now, but has yet to submit a formal inquiry or start an application. He's been to a couple of virtual recruitment events, but it's been hard to get a feel for what life as a student, especially during these crazy times, is actually like. Dan talks about his love of the entrepreneurship course he's taking, how challenging but rewarding Accounting 101 is, and how impressed he's been with your school's response to the challenges that COVID has thrown everyone's way. After about 15 minutes of chatting with Dan, Sam goes ahead and he books a chat with one of your admissions counselors for next week, and he even goes so far as to create an application account. This experience is so much more powerful than a static chat window or a scripted chatbot. Unibuddy empowers people to make better decisions through shared human experience. Oh, and by the way, this peer-to-peer engagement platform is just one of Unibuddy's unique product offerings. Wait until you see their virtual events platform. This experience is so much more powerful than a static chat window or a scripted chatbot. Unibuddy empowers people to make better decisions through shared human experience. Oh, and by the way, this peer-to-peer engagement platform, it's just one of Unibuddy's product offerings. Wait until you see their virtual events platform. It's absolutely game-changing. I've used it during one of the events that I've presented at, and it is by far my favorite virtual events platform. So don't get stuck in the prospective student's college shopping cart. Make the experience of accessing personalized, peer-to-peer feedback as frictionless as possible. To learn more about Unibuddy and access a plethora of their free resources to help you navigate student recruitment, especially during these uncertain times, head on over to enrollify.org forward slash Unibuddy. That's enrollify.org forward slash Buddy, and we'll ping you directly to Unibuddy's Learning Hub. All right, everyone, enjoy this week's episode.
Hey, friends. So here's the deal. I was ghosted for the very first time today. My interviewee just didn't show up. So hope they're okay. Um, reached out a couple times over the past couple days and again today and just didn't hear anything. So <laughs> we are going to be uh, solo potting again. Which, according to Natalie Gleason, our director of marketing strategy, is not a term, but I don't know. I kind of like it. What do you guys think? Solo potting? I think it's better than like podcasting by myself or podcasting alone, right? I don't know. Maybe there's a more appropriate term, but I kind of like solo potting. Let me know what you guys think. <laughs> so, this, uh, what we're going to do today could actually like spin off into another segment of our show. You guys let me know what you think. Um, Yeah, my producers are basically like, dude, we have too many shows, too many segments. Like, calm down. Um, We are launching two new shows come March 1, so get excited for that. But in the interim, let me know what you think about this this approach and whether or not you find this to be as fun as I do. And this segment, we're going to call if Zach was a VP of enrollment marketing. And how would he be spending money? How would he be thinking about the strategies and tactics he'd lead his team through? What would he be paying attention to? And what are the trends and tactics that he would ignore or at least put on hold? So we're going to roll with this and see how it goes. And you guys let me know what you think. So the first thing that I want to talk about, if I was a VP of enrollment marketing right now, right? It's 2021. Um, it is, what month are we in? We're in February, right? So almost a year since the world completely changed. And, um, one of the things that's happened during this year is there's been way more investment, obviously in digital communications and trying to get in front of audiences in new kind of visual formats. So there's been a huge sort of like uptick and requests for like video content in general, right? Which I think is, you know, we've been heading towards this for a while now, but COVID just exacerbated sort of the need for great visual content to communicate ideas, to share um, information about, you know, rec- within the context of like a recruitment event or any sort of like admissions event. Um, but I actually think that we're still thinking about video uh, as a primar- primarily as, as a an awareness tool in higher ed. And I really think it's time to think about the format and even the kind of video that we create as much more of a conversion opportunity. And what I would be doing right now if I was a VP of enrollment marketing is I would be investing in creators, people that I think I'd be hiring people on my team who I think have the opportunity to really build a sort of like original content. So almost like how do I, how, how could I go about hiring a creator who could come in and build a podcast for um, our university, right? That has something to do with admissions, right? Or there was some sort of like admissions play or undertone to to the show. I would be thinking about uh, somebody that could come in and do like a video cast, somebody that could come in and essentially be a video producer. I think that, you know, 50% uh, of the content that is out there right now is video content. And that's changing pretty dramatically month over month. HubSpot has a great resource on like the future of video that you should just Google and, and find. But I think that, that there's a huge, huge, huge need for really great, good original video content. So um, first and foremost, I would hire a creator, somebody that I thought could do this, even if they weren't like an expert producer, they don't need to be an expert producer, but they need to be the visionary, right? They need to have the plan and think about like, okay, how do we go? What is the story that we want to tell? 
Um, what is compelling? What is like, um, what is it? What, you know, can we make a series like episodic content? Episodic content, by the way, is huge right now. And think about that is just like any sort of like podcast series or video series like Netflix really sort of like wrote the book on this. But I think that there's big, big opportunity um, for enrollment uh, marketing teams to think about creating original content that speaks to their target audiences, like that solves their problems. Like, I don't know why there's not more of that, actually. Um, so priority number one, hire a creator. Priority number two, enable that creator to have access to the tools that he or she needs to effectively use their uh, creativity for conversion. And what, what I mean by that specifically is investing in a tool like Wistia or Vidyard or any sort of like one-to-one video communication tool like a good kind, which is new. They're a Canadian company. You should totally look at them if you haven't already. But basically what these platforms enable you to do is get deep insight into who's actually watching the video and compel people to submit forms within the context of the video frame, like halfway into the video or, you know, 20 seconds into the video or at the end of the video to learn more about that topic or to request more information about your program, whatever it might be. So video, right? The only way we're going to stop thinking about video as like purely for brand awareness or for like, you know, fundraising purposes is if we think about video within the context of like video needs to be accountable to conversions. Like we need to be able to associate new contacts in our pipeline, right? In our admissions pipelines because of a video that we created. Um, like that, that's a complete like paradigm shift. Um, and I think that it's, it's an important one because until video is seen as sort of like an asset that is associated with like lead gen it's associated with actual like nurturing from the point of you know inquiry to the point of um somebody becoming an applicant and ultimately an enrolled student until it like proves itself so to speak until you can associate it with revenue it's never going to get the investment that it needs so as a vp of enrollment marketing that's the first thing i would do the second second thing i would do right now is Rather than spend so much money on like Facebook and Instagram, like I think that obviously those channels are important. They're cheap. Like, and you, yeah, you have to be there right now, unfortunately, still. Um, maybe it's not that unfortunate, but what, where I would actually spend more money is in developing relationships. Um, and what I mean by that is developing partnerships and referral campaigns, um, maybe even some affiliate campaigns with resources that I deem are, uh, aligned with our brand and then also sort of like very, very hot and relevant right now. And an example of this is like Morning Brew. So Morning Brew, if you're not familiar with them, they are a daily newsletter. Business Insider actually just bought them, I don't know, like two or three, maybe, maybe, maybe it's in a couple months now, but a few weeks ago. And um, they reached two, yeah, 2 million subscribers per day and they are incredibly popular among Gen Z. And they're just a fun, like they, you know, they bring the news to you in a engaging, compelling format. Um, they do, they, they do a really great job at straddling sort of like storytelling and insight with, um, you know, uh, relevant sort of undertones, um, meaning they're just very like culturally like aware and they, you know, their meme game is strong. Let's just put it that way. But I would actually go about and I would spend more time, money and effort working with them on a campaign because again they reach so many people they reach my target audience and the quality of that reach right versus the quantity i guarantee gives facebook advertising a run for its money so sure facebook ads instagram ads right 
probably will generate more like inquiries for you within the context of like a campaign, but the quality of those people guys, like, come on, be honest, right? Like how many people that you nurture from a Facebook campaign, Instagram campaign, actually can you associate with new apps or new enrolled students in any given month, right? Probably not like too many. Anyhow, I think that there's huge opportunity for folks to spend more time tapping into newsletters like Morning Brew and or The Hustle and coming up with very creative offerings for how to go about um, sponsoring one of their daily editions. So I think that how you do this is you come up with a piece of content or you come up with a quiz or you come up with some, If you, let's say you were a school that had a bunch of business programs and business majors that you wanted to promote, I would go about saying, coming up with some sort of ad campaign where it's like, look, your next business idea starts here, right? And you click on it, it's sponsored by, you know, your university and you down, you subscribe to a newsletter, you download a PDF filled with like a hundred new business ideas that are being incubated at your school or something like that, right? So make it relevant to the audience, make it relevant um, to sort of the stage of the applicant journey that the audience is in, which in this case would be the awareness stage and launch a partnership like that. I think that that will go way further than just a Instagram, uh, you know, story ad campaign or something like that. Um, third, where I would be spending money and time if I was a VP of enrollment marketing right now is getting on board with SparkToro. So SparkToro, talked about it before a couple times within the Enrollify ecosystem. Can't remember if that was on this podcast or... Um, might have been on for ideas, maybe both. Anyway, SparkToro is a marketing um, audience, I think it's, sorry, a market audience insights platform. So basically what they do is uh, you plug in a domain or you plug in like a hashtag and you say, hey, my audience frequently talks about this thing, right? So my audience, let's just say, reads the more, you know, reads Morning Brew. Then what SparkToro does is they tell you where other people who also read Morning Brew play like in the digital space. So people that read Morning Brew also read like The Hustle, for instance, right? Also follow these people on social media, also read these particular blogs, also watch this kind of content, right? And basically, they give you a ton of really interesting insights and tell you how much audience overlap there is between the asset that you plugged in and the related asset. So like, if you like, for example, um, Morning Brew, well, let's just stick with that. 75% of Morning Brew subscribers are also subscribed to The Hustle, which is another daily newsletter, right? So it gives you that insight. So you can say, oh, wow, okay, cool. So if my campaign with Morning Brew performed really well, maybe I should do a campaign with The Hustle, right? Maybe that will also perform well since 75% of that audience is the same, right, or, or similar. So I think investing in a tool like SparkToro, which gives you robust insights into where other people are, what podcasts they listen to, what videos they watch, that is 100% worth your money, especially if you're looking at diversifying your channels. And I do think like at the end of the day, uh, schools need to find other places to spend money and not just on Facebook and Instagram. And again, that's where you get the most reach and high level conversions right now. I don't know how sustainable that is in the long run, to be honest. Um, and I'm, I'm just like a little bit skeptical over like the quantity of our quality game. I, yeah. Anyways, I digress. But SparkToro, amazing tool, totally worth tapping into. And if I was a VP of enrollment marketing, I would be buying a subscription where all of my uh, admissions officers and our, you know, marketing coordinators, marketing communications professionals could log in and get access to these insights to really help discern, well, where are some like niche audiences hanging out that we could tap into? Also, what's crazy about a lot of these things, maybe not Morning Brew or The Hustle because they're pretty large, but this can actually help you find like very niche 
um, influencers and very niche newsletters and or niche uh, you know video content or, or podcast shows that you could like sponsor and or you know be interviewed on. Again, these people, these like different communities might only have like a thousand, couple thousand like followers or you know maybe they have ten thousand followers, but that's a very in all likelihood that the the nicher it is, the more active and engaged the audience is. So, you know, you could, for a couple thousand bucks, maybe a few hundred dollars in some context, you could actually sponsor something that is going to get you in front of a very niche group of, of prospective students. And hey, if, you know, even one of those students ends up inquiring slash applying slash ultimately enrolling, like, that's probably, like, the ROI, I'm sure, is, like, at a minimum, like, 10x, right? Um, if not significantly more than that. So, newsletters, uh, SparkToro, you know, uh, thinking about sort of how garnering better insight into where your audience lives and plays and breathes on the internet, very, very important. Um, and really, the, the you know, the last thing I want to talk about here is I think overall, guys, there's going to be this increase in shift. Um, and if I was a VP of enrollment marketing right now, this is I would change what my team is held accountable to. I would forget thinking about holding people accountable to lead gen and stop worrying about like, okay, well, you know, we got to increase our leads by 20% this year if we want to hit our enrollment goals. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe like your inquiry to app rates need to go up. Maybe you need to do a better job of nurturing people. Like if your goal is 20 enrolled students and you get 20 leads, do you really care? Like, are you crying? Like, probably not, right? And yet we think, oh no, if we want 20 students, we need 2,000 leads, right? Or 20,000 leads, depending on who you are. And I just think that that's the wrong way to look at marketing today. I think that marketing is more of a quality over quantity game. I think that diversification of channels, and you don't, this is not me saying you need to do omni-channel and be everywhere all the time, but being smart about who you partner with, using SparkToro, like tapping into newsletters, you know, creating video content that is actually trackable and using that video content in the context of these newsletters. These are ways to be different. These are ways to get ahead. And I think that the enrollment marketers that think about these things and change the way in which they evaluate the success of their campaigns with an emphasis on quality over quantity, especially as it pertains to traffic and leads, I think that those are the people that are going to win. So... That's all I got for you guys. 15-minute podcast. Not bad, right? Um, hopefully that this was at least a little bit helpful. And again, you know, sorry for, uh, you know, our lack of interviewees recently. Um, I That will change next week. Don't worry. But until then, have a fantastic week and I'll see you soon. Take care. If you are an enrollment marketer working in marketing and communications or enrollment management and would be willing to be interviewed on the podcast, or if you have an idea for a topic that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, please reach out directly to me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at Enrollify.org. We sincerely look forward to working with you to make Enrollify the most trusted, go-to, digital resource for enrollment marketers out there. <laughs>